You're listening to Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare on KSL News Radio. Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. I'm Maria Shaleos. Today we are talking about medical assisted treatments and substance use. And with me, licensed social workers from Davis Behavioral Health. I have Nancy Moss and Brett Bartreff with me. When we think of treatment, you guys, we don't think of medically assisted. This is kind of a new term or newer term anyway for some people. Um, One of you describe for us what exactly does that mean when it comes to substance use? Medication assistance is a tool that people use in recovery. So, for example, people who struggle with opioid misuse or abuse, people who've maybe started out on painkillers, um, hydrocodone, Percocet, uh, morphine, any of those, and have mismanaged or become so dependent that they're taking more, uh, a lot of times they... Uh, may be cut off from their doctors, and so they will turn to other sources like heroin. And the whole reason they do this is not to get a high, but to avoid the withdrawals, the psychological cravings. It's like a terrible flu. It's something that everybody wants to avoid. And so medication assistance is where you provide a medication that helps the person avoid those um, disruptive symptoms. So we have methadone, which has been around for a long time. That is given out in a clinic and it's a daily dosing type regime. We have buprenorphine, which is un- comes under the name of Suboxone or Subutex. Many of your listeners will know that. And that's called a partial agonist. And that also um, connects with that opioid receptor and tells the brain that it's okay. You don't have cravings. And it also helps, um, you know, take care of those withdrawal symptoms. People who have been free of opioids for seven to 10 days can use what's called now Trexone. Now, Trexone is a medication that binds with that opioid receptor and blocks anything from coming in. It's not addictive. It's not um, dependent forming. And so for a lot of our, our clients, that's the ultimate goal because it just is a protection. It helps um, reduce those cravings. It's kind of like a behavioral management tool because the brain knows I can't use anything, so why even try? Because it's not going to get in my system. And that comes in a long-lasting injectable that lasts for 30 days, which is really nice for people because it helps them get out of that thinking part of daily use. So talk about the effectiveness of these. You've been using them for a while now. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm going to get really excited and then my words will get jumbled. But this is how I see it. So, so historically, I've worked with families, and I've seen how drug, drug use can affect, you know, the whole system. And so when I moved to this position to help with um, MAT, or medication-assisted treatment, it was instant gratification for me because a person comes in, they're struggling, they can't manage their lives because they're spending their day trying to buy pills or find heroin or whatever. They're um, put on this buprenorphine or Suboxone. And it takes a couple days to do the induction. 
and to get settled. And within a week, they are stabilized. They have a um, legal prescription. They're managed. And I look at it as a country song played backwards. They get their family back, their job back, their dog back. You know, their life becomes stable so that now they can start working on the triggers, the behavioral management tools that they need to sustain this recovery and then get to a period of long-term maintenance. So why wouldn't everyone go down that road and use that those treatments? I mean, that's a great question. I think it's just lack of information that's out there. I think it's the stigma attached to walking into a place where somebody's admitting they have a substance use disorder. Or admitting maybe they're weak, that they can't get over it by themselves kind of thing. Right. I think that's a that's a really good point. In the, the recovery community, there still exists um, a stigma against medication-assisted therapies. When Nancy and I really started in, a, in substance use treatment um, five, six years ago and started doing medication-assisted therapy, many of the providers that worked here, many of the therapists that worked here were very um, against medication-assisted therapy. We're used to traditional, what they would call abstinence-based models of care. Um, there is a, There at the time was a lot of uh, research in the literature that supported medication-assisted therapy, but people felt their experience in working with clients did not support that that um, same outcome. In the five, six years since we've been doing medication-assisted therapy, every provider here is on board with and refers to uh, our our medication-assisted programs. Some of the ones that were the most resistance, resistant to it are the ones that when they have a client they meet a client, identify that <clears throat> that it would be a good referral. They're they're walking the client down the hall to talk to the doctors before that client leaves. They're not even waiting for them to get an appointment. I personally have a background in in identify as a person in long term recovery. And when I started working here, I was under the belief that uh that medication assisted treatment may not be recovery. I have for sure evolved, and when I look at um I. I don't see a difference between treating mental health conditions with antidepressants or other or or nutrition different than I see treating with Suboxone or or Vivitrol, um, that it's all part of this holistic approach to care and and recovery to somebody. Recovery to me is somebody finding a, a life worth worth living and overcoming those those barriers and functions improved functioning in their life that Nancy talked about, like however a person gets there, they get there. And that's what's important. Right. And we like to compare it, you know, to somebody who maybe has to take high blood pressure medication. Certainly they could go on a diet and start running five miles a day and maybe avoid taking that medication. But for a lot of people, that's just not within their, you know, purview there people who need uh, insulin to manage their diabetes. So, you know, you wouldn't go without that because you're thinking, well, if I can't do this on my own, then it's not worth doing. And there's always medication serves as a part of a, a treatment. 
of a lifestyle change. Just like with diabetes, those that see the the greatest um, outcomes incorporate lifestyle changes and treatment in with their medication. People that are involved in medication assisted therapy with us always participate still in um, recovery treatment that may be actively seeing a therapist attending group or just meeting with a recovery support specialist or attending what what they feel is appropriate for their recovery. Nancy, before we take a break, could you give that number again to make sure that someone who may need help and is thinking about getting help really gets this information as quickly as possible? What is the number to call? The number is 801-773-7060. And you're listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio.